0: Here are your hosts, Chase Palm And broadcast school has really paid off. And Neil McCrady. I deserve to be on TV.
2: Welcome in. Wednesday edition Oxford Exxon Podcast. Chase Palm, Neil McCrady, Clark Ford at studio here this morning. We'll discuss more as Ole Miss and Auburn are a few days away from meeting at Bald Hemingway Stadium, 11 o'clock on Saturday for uh, that one, ESPN game straight out of uh, game day, which will be in Knoxville for Tennessee and Alabama on Saturday as well. I know the internet kind of got stirred up a little bit when they deleted all the stuff off the other day, but they're still headed to Knoxville. It's fine. Did you not see that?
3: I did. I saw okay. saw that. I, Unlike a lot of people, I thought really nothing of it. I just thought, well, It'll it'll work itself out.
2: Something it'd be all right. Whatever, <laughs> deleting one tweet did not change the entire week. Apparently, no. But it's I mean, Kurt acted like he wasn't one hundred percent sure what it was, and then gave a possibility. I'm pretty sure Kurt knew exactly what it was, and his possibility was correct. So I I trust that. Yes, the ESPN social team. Had used music they did not have the rights to, hence, they had to uh, delete something and find some
3: other music so they'd have to pay thousands of dollars for, uh, for that. So, I always enjoy that question. How come you guys don't play this song or this song or this song? Well, we don't own the rights to that song. That would be a problem, actually. I
2: can't afford that. That is it, the, the cost benefit of that does not seem very useful to us.
3: I subscribe point. to a, um, a uh, provider called Epidemic Sound.
2: <laughs> you do
3: and i use any music that i can find off that
2: yeah well that's a good point there was there was a lot of twitter rumors about potentially something happening to lee corso and that's what fuel just because of his condition right it fuels speculation in that way which i uh which i understand so again some nfl some mb some college football today on the show the oxford exxon highway six west in oxford Take advantage of the chances to win an official Ole Miss game day football jersey. You're giving away seven of those for a season. One other one this week after Ole Miss plays Auburn. You see on social media people already uh, picking those up, getting them done. So um, every purchase gives you a new opportunity to sign up and win there with the Blue Sky location. And while you're in there, get the lunch specials. Those come with any size fountain drink and bread. And uh, you're going to be coming into town. So go ahead and fill up way in, way out this weekend. Help us out by using our sponsors and include the Blue Sky and the Oxford X sign. And if you need something to put that fuel in, we are coming to you from the Clark Ford
3: Studio. We are Clark Ford's in Amory, Mississippi, 662-257-1900. Call that number, ask for Corey Clark. Tell Corey what Ford product you're looking for. He'll send you a quote within 15 minutes in business hours. It's right to the bottom line. There's no hassle, no haggle. You get your quote, the rest completely up to you. You can shop that quote around. You can do what I've done, what I recommend that you do. Let's hop into a Clark Ford today. 662-257-1900. Guest join on the Rafters Music and Food Hotline. Ryan Brown will join tomorrow. So will uh, Jeffrey Wright. So will Ben Mintz. A big Thursday for you, as we typically do, on the Rafters Music and Food Hotline. Rafters on the Square in Oxford. If you're coming in this weekend, before the college kids kind of take over at night, go in there during the daytime. Grab a uh, late afternoon, whatever. Grab a beer. A drink, a po' boy, an appetizer, whatever the case may be, whatever suits your fancy. And um, enjoy a uh, stop at Rafters, music and food on the square in Oxford. Also, don't forget Rafters in New Albany. Uh, Ole Miss won big at Vanderbilt, which means you save big after a 52-point outburst. The Rebels provided a scoring assist to all you Dead Soxy fans. Take advantage of this incredible sale while you can. Use the promo code Grove. Get 52% off your entire order on DeadSoxy.com. Sale runs until kickoff of Auburn Ole Miss, which, as Chase said, is 11 a.m. on Saturday. So don't miss your chance to score the deal of the year. Uh, Also, our friends at Blue Delta, we've been telling you about this for a while, they're excited to announce they'll be hosting Mustache the Band on Friday for the Square Jams After Party. You can check out the uh, basketball team at Square Jams. Uh, And then uh, after that, head over to the Lyric and join the folks from Blue Delta with the world's most powerful 90s country party band. Ticket packages are on sale now. Some tickets include jeans, some don't. All include admission to the concert and an open bar. This week, they have a special deal for listeners of our little podcast here. It's called POD50. Enter the code POD50 P O at checkout for $50 off your ticket. With an open bar and the opportunity to avoid the lines on the square, that's quite a deal. So go to bluedeltajeanscom slash afterparty to get your ticket today. A handful of co player shows are up. Uh, the Davis Igman show brought to you by the College Corner is up. You can also hear that in podcast form brought to you by the College Corner, collegecornerstore.com. We also have uh, the, the uh, Mason Brooks show that's brought to you by the Rogue, the Rogue 4450, I-55 North in Jackson or therogue.com. And I mentioned we'll have the hand-raised guys tomorrow night. That and the Troy Brown Show, which is up, are brought to you by Comer Heating and Air, Southern Air Conditioning and Heating. Different names, same great products and services. If you live in Oxford, Tupelo, or the surrounding area, call Comer, 662-801-1777. If you live in Hernando, Memphis, or the surrounding area, call Southern, 662 662- I'll be taping with Pete DeWeese tonight, Pete's Pigskin Preview. That's brought to you by Walk-Ons. We'll get you ready for Auburn and Ole Miss. Walk-On Sports Bistro can get you ready as well. Don't forget, they can take care of all your tailgating needs. Inquire today about their family and friends' bundles, their tailgate platters. You can order online or uh, on their convenient Walk-Ons app. Join them in uh, Oxford or Ridgeland.
2: Kind of spirited coffee conversation going on in the stream today. No, look, the, the, I'm not a K-cup guy, but it absolutely has its place. Um, depending on what you. Oh, you're not a K-cup I, guy? No, I'd rather have the drip pot. But um, it, it, it there is nothing wrong with the K-cup, especially if you're not this. I mean, the problem with me is I drink so much coffee that it just isn't cost benefit. Like it, it. How much do you drink a day? four to five in the morning. And you drink a lot, right? Uh, I I will either drink it black or I will put one Splenda in, depending on my mood. Essentially, like what I did this morning was I had I had a I had a cup as soon as I got up, and then kind of had another one while I was working, and I put Splenda in both those. And then from there, I was like, okay, that's enough Splenda for the day. So I went black the next one, and then my current thing mm-hmm. I have here, which is more like two because that's a decent sized cup. Yeah. So yeah, something like that. Now I'm not. I tell you what and I think I, I, I do this because I don't need more coffee, is if I had a Keurig, I would do a lot of afternoon cups mm-hmm. just to kind of get through, or even decaf, like just the taste or the whatever. It's not even about the caffeine. Um, but I I avoid a Keurig because I know I would do
3: that with one or two cups in the afternoon, and I don't feel like I need more coffee. I had the, uh, at Vanderbilt the other day, the Americano the guy made for me. And I got to tell you, man, I've been jonesing for another one of those ever since. It was really, really good. There's the place over there by the high school. I can't think of the name of it. I'll give him a free plug if I can think of the name of it. Heart, uh, over there
2: is, uh, there's Heartbreak and
3: Common Ground over there. there it's Heartbreak okay. that I've, I've been to that the Americana was fantastic. Okay. But I had never had one before where I didn't put a little sugar in it. Like, I'd, mm-hmm. I have not had sugar, like, yeah since March. Yeah, And so I didn't do it, and I didn't see sugar in the raw. He probably had some, and I probably could have put a little in there and gotten away with it, but. I mean, nobody would have known but me. Um, but anyway, it was really good. I'm I'm always afraid to do the afternoon coffee because I have the two shows a week where I have an afternoon rain. And I, I'm pretty wired on those days. So I'm, I'm a little worried about adding more coffee to that mix because I'm already not a great sleeper.
2: No, you're up at 3, 4. Just, yeah. I mean, the difference in us is you will just get up. I refuse to get up before about four forty five, no matter what. I, I just I will lay there awake for three hours if I have to. I, I will I not. give
3: it twenty minutes and I have all sorts of these little mental things that I try to go through to fall uh-huh. back asleep and if they fail, I'm up.
2: Yeah. Uh no liquid creamer ever. No, I don't I mean I I've had a period of time where I used to not do the Splenda, and frankly, it was because I was trying to avoid artificial sweeteners, and I know it's not bad for you. I would put just a touch of maybe like heavy cream in there, but I don't even do that. I haven't
3: done that in a long time. I used to use half and half and sugar, and I. actually, I used sugar in the raw and half and half forever, and I just stopped. I went totally all black in late March and haven't put anything in my coffee since then. You go to bed, what, nine thirty ten? 10? No, it's 10, 10, 10, 15. 10, okay. I, try to be, I try to be asleep by 10, 30. Because Laura sets an alarm for 5, 30. So like that's 7. And, you know, and, and I don't care what anybody says. Once the alarm goes off, I might, she gets up. I typically will lay there. You can actually fall back asleep? But I don't fall asleep. Oh, okay. I was about, yeah. I'll lay there and just sort of think about what my day is and kind of get my thoughts straight. But I tell myself I'm going to go back to sleep, but I don't because that alarm is so obnoxiously loud. So, I guess that's all the coffee situation. I'm mean, I gonna I come up with something else. Like I but. slept till well after seven on Saturday morning. See, in I, Franklin, I, and that was great, man. I woke up. It was like, oh, that was. Awful. I seriously don't. I, <laughs> I got up, had a cup of coffee, put on my exercise clothes, and went for a long walk. It was great. I know it feels
2: hyperbolic, but I seriously, I don't know if I've slept past six thirty since I was like fourteen years old. Like I, I just, I don't. I I don't even understand the concept. I would love it. Like I know I'm not sleeping enough. Sure. Because it is. It's. I go to bed at nine fifteen. If I go to bed at two a.m., I am waking up within forty five minutes of the same time, no matter what. Well, now I might feel like raw hell the next day.
3: Yeah, it's one of the reasons that like not to get onto the topic of game day starts, but like basketball. I hate the eight o'clock basketball start because I don't get home here till almost midnight. Mm -hmm. I'm kind of wired. It's an hour before I go to bed. There's the temptation to eat something when you get back. And then that alarm's going to go off at 5.30, and I'm up. And the next day's going to suck, because you're just not going to have energy. As opposed to the 6 o'clock game, where I'm done working at 9.45, and I'm asleep by 11. And then I'm good.
2: I'm... I, I don't know what about sleep, if there is genetics or anything's hereditary or anything along that line. But what worries me is it is is it just going to get worse? Because my father would go to bed at like eight forty and wake up at three, and I'm like, I I don't want to go that extreme. Uh-uh. That's not the li- I don't really want that life. I mean, unless like, you're like so... in
3: the military, there's no reason to do that. I don't I don't want to spend like when I get if I'm fortunate enough to get old, I don't want to spend the sharp hours. At a time when nobody else is awake, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> you know what I mean. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> so at that point, I think I would take something. I think I would figure it out and take, yeah, something yeah, yeah, and go to sleep.
2: So, a couple things on Brian Harson. I pulled up. I I wrote some Robbie Ashford stuff. It's on the it's on the board. I put it kind of behind a paywall. Was the purpose for it for a couple different reasons, including we're instructed to do that now with PFF. Um, yes. So it's there. There's a lot of stats, a lot of stuff on him and how he has played to this point, which is frankly not well. Um, I probably do need a sleep study done. It's probably true. Um, I saw the Harson's press conference, and now look, I don't usually click on Brian Harson's press conference. You said you listen to more of these weekly than I do. I've watched some of his. Does he do this every week? He He, he reminded me of a quarterback club meeting. He went for 10 minutes explaining the team he is about to play, and I mean as far as where everybody's transferring from what their stats are, I mean it was this agate style opening statement that put me to sleep and I'm going he's, why
3: he's very dry is
2: he filibustering or is this just what he
3: does it's kind of what he does he's very dry right. he's just very thorough he's, he's he's a bit robotic
2: oh my god
3: I know. Well, they have Jordan Watkins who has 537 yards
2: and he doesn't have that, but whatever, like he transferred from Louisville and they, they they run plays every 18 seconds and they have this many stats. Like he literally had analytics in Mm -hmm. front of him and he's just reading
3: them off. I don't know whether it's his way of showing people that, Hey, I'm super prepared. We've scouted to which the answer is be, well, you make a lot of money. You paid to scout. (laughs) Um, I don't know what that is, but that's just who he is. He's, I've watched all 14 coaches at least twice for press conferences. Just different personalities and stuff. And he's he's dry. Who's the worst one? Might be him. He's pretty dry. Different guys are just nicer than others. It's interesting to see which ones use reporters' names. Oh, that's true. Always I'm interested in that.
2: You're right, Grind. You just give Harson some time. He's gonna get it going. It's fine. Just got to break some eggs to make an omelet.
3: <laughs> a Brian Harson press conference would put you to sleep. Maybe that's what you should try to do.
2: I have thought because it, I will nod off a little bit. I don't want. Oh God,
3: why are we talking about my sleep again?
2: I, I can't sleep with light, so I can't turn the TV on because it's too bright and whatever. But I do wonder if like soft, because I've used meditation apps before and they will help put me to sleep. Sure. But the problem's not falling asleep. The problem is staying asleep. So do you run a meditation app that goes for eight hours?
3: Have you tried like the rain app, like where it makes it
2: sound like no. rain? I no. like that. That's I'll cool. do these like little sleep stories where somebody's whispering. It's almost like Matthew McConaughey's voice or somebody and oh, it's yeah. like I'd be afraid I'd be like that'd creep
3: me out, like I'd hear some talking. I like the I like the rain when just 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 the nice soft or the rain. winds. Just yeah, just a soft rain. Yeah, a little little wind here and there. Waves. Yeah. Waves would do it too. Kind of listen to the ocean. It's one of the most relaxing things in the world, sit out and just listen to the ocean on a quiet night.
2: Yeah, melatonin puts you to sleep. It doesn't keep you asleep. And there's a lot, there's actually a lot of studies on melatonin that it's not, it hurts the quality of your sleep. It's not good long-term. Well, not to get into this, but,
3: I mean, there's there's also long-term exposure to too much melatonin yeah. might not be good for you.
2: Oh, white noise on black screen on YouTube. Okay, maybe, maybe we're cooking. I mean, I, I wonder if I could even sleep in my running headphones because those wouldn't come out. The AirPods would fall out.
3: I wouldn't like that. I wouldn't want that. You think in, it would bother you? I wouldn't want that in my ear.
2: Well, they, they you know mine they sit right here. I they still, don't actually I, go in your ear. I, I wonder if like I could that.
3: keep them on my head.
2: Maybe so. Okay. Yeah. I, I, anyway, we're talking about Brian Harson. Um. Yeah, I just—I found his press conference interesting. I I don't even—I don't know what I expected. His intro was terrible. He went on and on and on and on and on and on. I mean, he seriously sounded like a senator up in front of the Congress. Well, he's also in front of a
3: pretty volatile group right now.
2: But I guess that was my point. He also was in a pretty good mood. Like, he— He's gonna get paid. He, like he offered one of the writers water who was coughing and hacking up something in the in the thing. Like he was he was yeah, I mean I guess that's the point. He was kind of going, hey, it doesn't go well. You're gonna pay me millions of dollars here in a week. It's gonna be all right. It's all good. He just there's no answer to the questions either. I guess that's my point is he handled I thought from a strictly personality standpoint, he handled it well. Considering, they ask him questions where the answer is, dude, we're just not good enough. Like, yeah. what, what do you mean to do? Yeah. Hey, tell me where Robbie really needs to get better. Quarterback?
3: <laughs> yeah. I mean. Well, ideally, we'd have a quarterback better than him. He would be better as. He runs league.
2: around pretty well.
3: He would be better as our third string quarterback. His
2: that's, deep ball's okay. And that's it. I mean, I, Offensively, I they just, they're okay. And their line got wrecked by, by Georgia. Yeah. He had no time to do anything. He was running for his life. I mean, there's so much chaos around that program. I guess my point is it did not translate into the press conference, which is what I, I don't know that I thought it would. I just, when I was listening, I went, huh.
3: Was he asked a security question?
2: Not at least in the part I listened to, but okay. I did not listen to all 23 minutes. I was getting myself. 23 minutes. Yeah, it went 23 minutes. I'll give us credit. We never, well, Lane doesn't tell you the entire roster for the opposing team before
3: you ask questions. And for the most part, we've gotten better about what we ask him. Yeah. I think the fans get pissed off that we don't gr- grill him on, Lane, what is the latest on Hudson Wolf? We don't discuss that. All right, well, that, that's unacceptable to me. I, mean, I guess we could fight him. I don't know how good that would come across. Oh, well. Seems rather pointless. Yes.
2: Yeah. Yeah, but yes, it's 23 minutes. It was I I actually could not find it. Auburn unless it was somewhere that I was missing and maybe you've seen it everywhere. Auburn from an official site standpoint does a really poor job of giving you these videos. They're hard to find. Their YouTube account is bad compared yeah. to other SEC schools. Yeah. It's not all up there and easy and what. Now Ole Miss has one of the best, so we deal with that in a different way. But Auburn it was very, very difficult to find video of players and coaches at that point. Scotty, you had to know that wasn't going to make it. Yeah, there's some things that might sneak through. That is not one. Yeah. Um, it, Auburn, it, it, from a playing Ole Miss standpoint, time of game, Auburn is, is, is in as bad of a place as they've been since 2012 when Hugh broke the Losing street record for Ole Miss. It was at like 16 games or whatever it oh, was yeah. at that point. Jeff Scott got flipped over on the guy and still went and scored. And oh, I think yeah. They beat I beat them like now.
3: 45 31 or 44 35 or something so like Ole that. Miss has beaten Auburn since I've been here. They beat him in 8 12 and 15. To, no. That's Did it. Chad went over there. Yeah. That's it. That's all. Okay. Somebody,
2: again, I don't, I've not gone through this. So, Some, Ole Miss is
3: 3 and 11 versus Auburn when I'm on the beat. Well, and
2: going back before that, 03 was the next time since then. The Obamanu game. Obamanu game. I, somebody said on the message board that Ole Miss has only won six or seven times since the 1960s. That literally they're like six or seven and 60 in the last 67 games.
3: I was on the Auburn beat for six years. I think Ole Miss won one game. They won the 99 game.
2: The Tuberville first mm-hmm. time over there. Yeah. The overtime
3: game. I don't think they won another one.
2: Hardman said he saw a stat on Twitter that every year Ole Miss has beaten Auburn. Auburn fired their coach. Well, that's not true because they didn't fire Tommy in 03. No. He went undefeated the next season. He did. They tried to fire him. See where there's a book about that <laughs> out just about, came out like trajectory? yesterday. No, about the '04 season for Auburn. No, one of the former coordinators wrote it.
3: Oh, I don't. I didn't, um, I didn't know that. Hold mm. on,
2: somebody was tweeting about it. Al Borges wrote it. Mm. Looks back on the 2004 perfect season. It's schedule It's actually out. It came out in August. Deny of the Tiger. Oh, yeah. It's catchy. Catchy. So, yeah. It's catchy like after half a second. I can, you read it and you go, oh, okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, clever. Yeah. That's fine. So, yes, uh, Deny of the Tiger about the 04, 04 year. So, anyway. They should have played
3: for a title. They should have played USC. USC. Yeah. yeah. They were better than Oklahoma. Yeah.
2: And then USC wrecked Oklahoma in whatever bowl game they played in. Orange, I think. Something like that. Absolutely wrecked Because Auburn beat Virginia Tech. Auburn and if be- I remember correctly, it was kind of listless
3: doing it. Yeah, Auburn beat Virginia Tech in the Sugar Bowl. I was in New Orleans for a week. The whole week was listless. The game was listless. Auburn won it. The post game was listless. And you realized this is unfair.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: I think I remember writing the column that basically this, this was not fair. Mm-hmm. This team should have had an opportunity to play for it. And ultimately, that was one of the teams that led to expanding it. Yeah. But they absolutely should have had the opportunity to play for it. Yeah.
2: Podcast brought to you in part by Johnson Hill Creamery, com. Remember the tailgate packages, including uh, every weekend, probably still have time to get something in for Auburn, but you better hurry for this weekend. Three different packages feeding 10, 20, or 40. They're going to open up early, 8 o'clock on Saturday morning to take care of you. They also will deliver right there to your spot on campus in the Grove to make it as easy as possible for you have what you need when you need it from Johnston Hill Creamery, all their local cheeses, or charcuterie boards, the fruit, and more. And remember, their Halloween cheese class is filling up Thursday, October 27th, 6 to 7.30. It's at 1503 White Oak Lane, just off Molly Bar. Learn how to create a spooky charcuterie board to take home, plus other ticks. Sh- tips, trips, tricks, snacks, and dessert. You can reserve your spot on the website. You can do everything online now. That's johnstonhillcreamery.com.
3: A-Stock Auctions is a Nashville-based online auction company with with the mission to provide customers the power to name their price. All items at A-Stock start at just $1.00. Every item, $1. Shop now at astock.bid or download their app. Name your price on thousands of items from big-name retailers. A-Stock Auctions has multiple locations around Nashville that offer local pickups, so don't miss out. Want it, bid it, win it. Uh, we're to by Solutions RX. It's a probiotic multivitamin supplement company created by Ole Miss Pharmacy alum Chris Cornelison. I've been using some of their products that they were kind enough to kind of send me vitamins and supplements and things. And uh, it's really helped me. I feel uh, better than I felt in a long time. I think it will help you as well. Go to solutionsrx.com. Check out what they've got. Use the promo code OEP at checkout. Get 10% off your order. Hawkem Portable Buildings will custom build your building to your specifications. They're at 7991 Highway 7 South in Hawkem. However you want your carport, ATV, or storage shed, barn, hunting cabin, or other buildings, Hawkem can accommodate you. You pick the color, the style, the windows, the doors, and uh, Hawkem makes it happen. In-house financing is available. Free delivery and setup within 75 miles of Hawkem. For more information, call 662-226-2233. Or go to com. You can also find them on Facebook or Instagram at Halcombe Portable Buildings. 7South Tailgating still has time to accommodate you, even for this weekend with Auburn coming to town. Uh, get in touch with them. They can offer tailgating packages for any budget, party size, any number of games needed. 7 South Tailgating. Dot com. Game changer patches are the only two patch system available in the market to stop hangovers before they start. The warm up patch used before or while you drink. The overtime patch is used after you've been drinking to recover while you sleep. The all natural ingredients will keep you in the game. Ready for the next play, go to gamechangerpatch.com Promo code RebelGrove20 at checkout for 20% off your purchase. Also, uh, we're about to buy ACS. Automation Control Systems, LLC, owned by our friend Clay McNutt in Baldwin, Mississippi. It's a complete electrical control system solution provider and a Rockwell Automation Recognized System Integrator. They have a full-time dedicated emergency service and troubleshooting staff and a UL508A panel shop. To learn more, go to acsllcms.com or call 662-601-4381.
2: Podcasts are brought to you by Prime Shrimp, primeshrimp.com. Six different flavors ready to go for you. They will ship them directly to your your door, throw them in the freezer when you're ready to use them. Fewer than 10 minutes from freezer to plate with Prime Shrimp for restaurant-quality shrimp. That is great for any occasion, no kids, a lot of different activities at night. Let them make it easy on you. The signature, the lemon cracked pepper, the most versatile options, but they have other options as well, including the full meals in the bag, that's the uh, French Quarter Alfredo, the garlic, herb, butter, and more. And remember, if you need a two-pound bag of individually frozen shrimp, it's not like what's at the grocery store except a higher-quality shrimp. That's promshrimp.com. Use code MPW for $20 off with promshrimp.com. Yeah, so, okay, I guess that status correct. Seeing an update in the stream. When Oldman, when Auburn has lost in Oxford, they have fired their coach. 92-0-whatever, 90-whatever, and then... Twelve and fifteen. Sorry, gotcha. yeah,
3: those those three years. So, so are we subscribing to the theory that they have an open date next week? They being Auburn, if they lose to Ole Miss,
2: but why? Saturday? I mean, maybe, but why? Oh, well, I don't know. I don't know. Ninety-two, oh eight, twelve. Sorry, those are the three years. Okay, I forgot about oh eight.
3: Yeah, oh eight was the. What was the oh eight game? That was uh, Nuts first year. Yeah, but what, I, I... Chiswick's... No,
2: Chiswick was 12. It was mm-hmm. last season, I guess.
3: Was it Tuberville's last Maybe it I was. Guess. But what the hell was the game? I remember that was the game I don't remember because I'd had a um, lawnmower accident, and I, was, I took the painkiller walking in, and someone offered me a... I think it was a Miller Light, Had half of a Miller Light. Oh, that's right. Combined with the painkiller, and I literally sat there and... Slept through the first three and a half quarters? I remember every other game from 08, but I'm having a terrible time remembering the Auburn game. I remember nothing about that game at
2: all. Oh, no. They sleptwalked through it. It was the week after the Arkansas win over there, so it was still kind of new in their run. They won 17-7. to Yeah. Just uh, nondescript. David,
3: does that say fourth quarter? I- you got to keep in mind, I don't talk much in the press box anyway. So it wasn't overly obvious that you were... Yeah, I'm not like the most social person that you'll ever meet. And so I don't talk much in the press box. I take notes. I type as I go. All that. But David was like, yeah, man, you've been acting weird. I'm like, what do you mean? He goes, you haven't... Patatonic. You you haven't typed at all. He goes, I I figured you just couldn't see the screen because of the glare. It was a day game. Because the glare is bad that way. The glare can be bad in the press box where you just can't see your computer. <laughs> and I don't. I, I knew nothing. And that was when I realized that um, no one reads what we write, because I had people tell me, "Man, that was a great, great write-up," or whatever they said. Because they were happy about the. Outcome. And I said, "No, you disliked what I wrote, not yeah. that, the way it was written, because yeah. I didn't see the game." Yeah, I do
2: <laughs> like that. Is you'll you'll do things that are not good at all, and they'll go, "That hey, was the best thing you've ever written," but no, the act, the 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 account. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The outcome was something you were very happy about. Right now, that was actually complete and utter horse crap that was that was written. Uh, yeah. So, Gron says that was the year Auburn beat State three to two, and Alabama beat Auburn thirty six to nothing in the Iron Bowl. Okay. So, yeah, the end of tubs at that point. What? What was that? O four season like? Because I mean. You know from pretty early on somebody's got to lose to get them into the top two, the way everything was set up. I mean, was there this dread every week leading up to the end there?
3: Yeah, and I was an AP voter that year. Um, and I had Auburn number two for a long time. And then I moved them to number one, and then I moved them back to number two because I was trying to be objective. When I moved them back to number two, I remember people just lost their minds. Why? Because they thought that I owed it to Auburn to vote them number one since I give covered Get As many
2: them. votes as possible. Yeah, but okay. I
3: thought USC was better than them. But I consistently thought that Auburn was better than Oklahoma, and I think Texas was involved in this at some point. Because I did a show. I think I've told you this. ESPN used to have a. It was Bob What was it called? Uh, outside the lines. Outside the lines and they were doing a oh this is i remember this. they were doing a thing on the pole and that morning ESPN called a woman named Melissa Jacobs i still remember it and she wanted me to come on and i was like well i've got work and i, I really can't and she just would not take no for an answer they sent a satellite truck to my house in Spanish fort and i'm sure my neighbors thought that some bitch finally did it. He killed everybody in the house, you know. <laughs> Texas finished number 5 that season beating Michigan uh, 38-37 in the Rose Bowl. But at this time I guess Texas yeah. was unbeaten sure yeah, it, yeah. it was about subjectivity and objectivity and at this point the AP poll still counted. It still mattered. That's what I mostly remember about it. I just remember Auburn was really good. Jason Campbell was very good. They had a stable of running backs. They were very good at receiver. Uh, Their defense was elite. They kind of mowed through people. Um, And I remember just the conversation about how this isn't right. How do you. How do you tell one of these undefeated teams that they didn't do enough when they did everything that they possibly could have done?
2: It also shows you that <clears throat> while obviously it's a power conference and still in that top tier, the SEC had not yet gained that notoriety as this behemoth over everybody else. Because in today's world, no way in hell is the undefeated SEC team getting left out of anything. Oh, no. Ever. Well, this
3: was before it was before that run. Before Sabin at Alabama. Yeah, and frankly, Nick Saban at Alabama is what has revolutionized the sport and made the SEC what the SEC is. And Myers, is. Florida, run—you you,
2: you needed sure. multiple teams to do it. Yeah, and when you got Alabama, Florida, LSU, right, right, it it took off from there and 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 did whatever. It's fascinating season. It was
3: absolutely that they beat Ole Miss like 35-14 or something. I was that that game. I can't remember. I don't think I covered that one. That was my first year as a columnist, and yet I still ended up covering Auburn the most because, obviously, Auburn was really good. And it got into style points. Like, how bad do you need to beat somebody? Like, does it really matter? That's right. Right? Does it really matter if, if you beat a team 35 to nothing?
2: Because you've got to differentiate these three teams somehow.
3: If you beat them 49 to nothing because you scored two late touchdowns with your backups, does that really make you a better football team? And I was of the opinion that it didn't. And so, you know, probably was a precursor to Tommy Tuberville's political career. He had to get on the political stump week after week after week and campaign for his team. Did he do a lot of that? he had to. Yeah. He didn't like it. I can remember him saying privately, you know, you feel like you're just setting your team up to lose. They won the – the night they won the SEC championship, um, I remember that just being traumatic when you realize they aren't going to play for the title. They needed Oklahoma to lose, and they didn't. They needed USC to lose, and they didn't. It was a dominant USC team.
2: They were good. That was Matt
3: Leinart. Yeah, it was – And Bush and the whole deal. I mean – They might have still been the best team. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Auburn deserved an opportunity to play USC. Yeah. They had played them, and people would do that too. they'd well, you played them the last two years, and they had you know, they'd gone out to l a, got popped, got got beat in a close game, okay, and then in '03, the year that that was the year that we all super hyped Auburn, and they were probably a year away and and USC came into Auburn to open the season and, and dominated them. And so that year, people are like, well, Auburn's played them. It's like, yeah, but that's a different year. It doesn't work like that. Yeah, you guys think
2: transitive property didn't work? Hey, well, they played two years ago. Oh, well, okay.
3: Yeah, that's, that's, I mean that's that's a different, it's a different deal completely.
2: I, this cat who basically walked in front of Adams is not going to get any money out of this, right? I mean, watch the video.
3: Adams should not have pushed him, but come on, you got. But I
2: mean, it's a you, you it,
3: got in his face.
2: Well, and there was no. He did not try to push. It was move. It was right. not. Hey, let me push you. Yeah. There was nothing malicious or violent about that incident, and when you watch it from the angle behind, I mean, Adams literally just goes.
3: Yeah, it wasn't a violent shove. I mean,
2: if I'm the judge, I go, oh, come on, right? Hey, you're not where you're supposed to be,
3: right? B, you're in his face as he's trying to leave. And C.
2: Act like an idiot.
3: Be more fit.
2: Yeah, I mean. If Devontae Adams. You w- shouldn't have been hurt anyway. Or you shouldn't have been, whatever. But in some ways, it's kind of the play stupid games thing. Like, hey.
3: the, Yeah, I mean. if Devont, But if Devontae Adams wanted to hurt that man, he could have done it. Oh. I mean, come on. Yeah. If Devontae Adams walks into here and goes, "Hey, I'm going to hurt the house. I'm going to hurt you guys." He's going to go, "Yeah, I'm, it's, this is a matter of who can just kind of avoid <laughs> the beating the most." Yeah.
0: We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data
1: you won't find another outlet that covers the game as comprehensively and with such insight as JJ does it on The Old Man and the Three. Make this your companion podcast during the playoffs. Listen to The Old Man and the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts.
2: Because look, and I get it. I mean, Mitchell says he did not have to push him. He, he moved him. Like, again, don't do something dumb, and you don't have something done to you. Yeah. I mean, I I do, and it's not like... It's the axis. Yeah, this is not toward Mitchell or anything, but just in general, it's... Why do we just ignore that Cat was in the wrong place? If you're not there, then nothing
3: happens. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah,
2: as you said, the axis. I
3: mean... He's leaving the field. You're not where you're supposed to be. You're not supposed to get right in front of him and his walk in his path and take pictures from four. Se- and you have to be around some of these photographers to get it. With apologies to some of the ones that are good, some of them are really obnoxious and they think that they they honestly believe that they they are the most important person in the stadium. Mm-hmm. You just got to got to see it to understand. TV people are the absolute effing worst with. All apologies to John Sokolov because, John, you're you're awesome. John's good. You're a good dude. John <laughs> would probably tell you TV people suck. Yeah. <laughs> John apologizes if he gets in your way. He doesn't get Most in your way. Most move you. Yeah. Most I – mean, well, that's – you can Can you imagine? I mean, you, I will be – You've I, heard the stories of younger me, right? Yeah, yeah, Where they yeah, would yeah. move me, and I'm like, nah, oh. no, 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 <laughs> no. What I love, because I'm,
2: I'm kind of short, I'll admit it, I'll have them come in and put the camera basically on my shoulder and, like, try to push me to get their camera literally touching my shoulder. No, and it's like,
3: dude. No. Nope. Move. Well, that happened to me in Starkville covering Auburn, Mississippi State, and it just about got physical. Real close.
2: Yeah, look, if you want to have the Wagner discussion, that's much more nuanced, even though still, dude's not on the field, he doesn't get pushed. But – the Wagner thing is way more whatever to have a discussion than this at than this Devonte Adams thing.
3: Yeah, Adams is. I'm sorry.
2: I mean, yeah, I, Adams
3: did nothing wrong. You're not hurt. Stop. Go go. If Adams had wanted to hurt that guy, he would have hit him much more forcefully than that. Stop. Plus, there's really nothing about Devontae Adams in his past that would lead you to believe that he's a violent guy like that. So stop. I'm, I'm giving. It wasn't I, violent. I'm, I'm just giving. Deva, and I'm, I'm 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 Team Adams here. I just am. And sometimes athletes can be absolute, you know what? They do use my head as a tripod. Yes, that is correct. <laughs> I've had them try to use my shoulder as a tripod. Yeah, just and I'm like, in. no, 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 no.
2: Hey, let me just get in there real quick.
3: The one is other. Or oh, hey, my other favorite is, yeah, you can, hold you, the can mic? you hold my mic? I'm like, no. It's I like, can't. yes,
2: sir, please. Can I can I intern for you today? Yeah, like, I
3: can't. I've done it before. But it had to be a TV guy that was at least pleasant. You would hold John's mic. Yeah, sure.
2: Like the season, people have asked you to hold their mic. Okay, fine, whatever. Sure, here, all right. But like, some of it is like cost-benefit, though, is I don't want that guy right next to me. I need my space here, so I'd rather hold your mic than have you here on me with your mic in front of my face. Yeah. So there's a certain, like,
3: Remember when the season would take the pictures of our hands typing at the press conference?
2: Oh, that's right. That I was like to, a big thing. It was
3: like a big thing. Yeah? Yeah.
2: <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'm still not sure what Michael Dixon was doing, Grind The the, the Seahawks punter just taking off.
3: Well, Ben, I, I typically, I'm a rule follower. Uh, he says, let someone push you like that, Neil. Bet you react differently. I'm a rule follower. I don't go where I'm not supposed to go. I don't get in the way of the players when they're leaving the field. I I go where I'm supposed to also, go.
2: Also, the number one rule when players are leaving or around you is you be still and let them navigate
3: you. Yes.
2: Do not try to dodge them. You are not athletic. Stop. Stand still and they will run around you. I'm kind of
3: athletic. Not as athletic as Devontae Adams. For
2: second, would you rather you try to move around Quinshawn Judkins or stand there and let Quinshawn Judkins run around you? Because you both pick their own direction, and then you are running into yeah, each no, other. Yeah,
3: no, I would stand there and let Quinshawn kind of navigate his way.
2: Yes, and you say, you well, learn that. Thank pr- you, sir, for not... You learn that you. being around athletes is you stand still, and they will do whatever Yeah, they'll, they'll get around do. you. They're doing it. Because it happens... They'll go from field to field at football practice or like for their water breaks or whatever, and they'll come right through you and you literally just stand there with your hands down and then when they go away you start moving again. Yeah. It's pretty standard.
3: <sighs> so speaking of punches, uh-huh. Draymond Green doesn't get suspended. Not a single game. <laughs> Not a single game. He cold cocked a teammate in practice. All right, I got a couple things on it. Let's... Yeah, give me a second. Are you telling me on the other side of this you are going to defend Draymond Green? No, I got a couple questions. Okay. That's all. Not I'm not, I, I not teeing that one I'm going to have to get myself prepared for this. This was okay. going to be the hottest of hot takes. <laughs> Podcast brought to you in part by
2: G&M Pharmacy, 662-236-2222. They deliver locally in the Oxford area, and they offer MedSync. Free prescriptions the same day each month take care of you one trip to the pharmacy one delivery and you have what you need when you need it from g&m and tyson drugs and also with their med packs they will individually package your medication for those who need that extra step so again
3: <laughs> 662-236-2222 but about Lamons fine jewelry Lamons 1126 north lamar boulevard in oxford they've been serving the oxford area for um almost 75 years Engagement rings, wedding rings, fine jewelry, watches, pearls, you name it, they've got it. It's gold standard and fine jewelry. com or call them at 662-234-2777. We're brought to you by Pinnacle, based in Madison, Mississippi. They've got clients in more than 20 states, advisors in multiple states as well. They provide detailed, specialized investment management, financial planning, Retirement planning for individuals and businesses and much, much more. It's mypinwealth.com, M-Y-P-I-N-N, wealth.com. I've been working with John Edwards a little bit lately on the uh, road to Boise trip as we try to uh, make it a little bit more fun, a little bit more, um, I don't know, extravagant, if you will. Uh, He's great to work with. What you do is you give him a call. You just give him some parameters, you give him a budget, then you sit back and let him do his thing, and he absolutely finds you options that you're not going to find on your own, helps make it a trip that will create a lifetime of unique memories, 901-494-3387 or send him an email at jedwards at regencytravel.net, and we're brought to you by OPA, Oxford's newest restaurant on the square. Euros, wraps, kebabs, redfish, lamb chops, handcrafted cocktails, frozen libations, an amazing candlelit patio, and more. 306 South Lamar, just south of the Square Courthouse in Oxford. And I've got a mailbag up today. It's brought to you by Whitney McNutt of Tommy Morgan Incorporated Realtors. Serving you for all your real estate needs in Oxford and Tupelo. Whitney sells condos, land, commercial, and residential family homes. You can reach her at 662 567 two five seven three or six six two eight four two thirty eight forty four. So I do I need to go get some oven no, mix no, down no, the hall. No. It won't take but a minute.
2: It's surprising because A it's a preseason game. Who gives a crap? So it's been in for two of them. It probably keeps him healthier for the season. Um optically Warriors very optics present usually surprises me. Like, I guess that's the part is, like, I don't really understand. And when I peel back the onion a little bit, and, I mean, I'm far from some NBA expert, but in some ways this shows the power Green has, mm-hmm. that he runs the franchise along with Steph. For sure. And that it's, in some ways, Kerr's just kind of there. Like... Well, uh, th- 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 it, that's what feels weird to me is this was an obvious PR win to just suspend him and who gives a shit if he didn't play against Portland on Friday or whoever in a, in a preseason yeah. game.
3: Kerr says this is the biggest uh, crisis they've ever had. I'm like, no, it's not. No. You had a bigger crisis when Draymond Green attacked Kevin Durant on the floor and Kevin Durant basically said, "Eff it, I'm not staying here any longer. Yeah. That felt like a big moment there, Steve.
2: Yeah, more than in a practice
3: green punching pool. And then this is Jordan's George- And video. And then, That's
2: what gets you to it. Had it just been, hey, whatever well, happened. and the video okay.
3: leaked. The video was the Warriors' video. Mm-hmm. How do you think TMZ got it? Yeah, from the. TMZ got it because the Warriors wanted them to get it. Mm-hmm. And yet, and they say, mm-hmm. well, Jordan Poole's been gracious or whatever. What's he going to do? I mean, <laughs> he's already getting killed by people for, you know, oh, you, you're not much of a fighter. I'm sorry. But that the the criticizing Jordan Poole for not being a better punch taker doesn't really feel like the right argument.
2: Alan Poole's one of the guys that is potentially getting shipped when they got to pay all these cats. I mean, he has no power inside the organization. What's he going to do? It's either... Create even more of a calamity or to go, oh, yeah, I forgive you. Let's move on. And, and then he, Curtis, hey, he's
3: really into the – Oh, He's in a contract. He's in he a have? contract year. He can't, be a, he can't be a guy that's stirring the stuff. Just feels weird. But it tells you just how much Steph Curry values Draymond Green or how much the, the, the Warriors believe that he does. And they're going to try to keep these guys together, and it's going to get really complicated at the end of the season with money. Because I think Clay Thompson's going to say, I'm getting paid.
2: Yeah, Kerr says, he broke our trust, but I'm giving him the benefit of the doubt because I think he's earned that. While also admitting that a lot of the young players have issues.
3: You just can't punch a teammate. You can't walk up and punch a teammate. Mm. I mean, that's, that's got to be handled more aggressively internally. I don't know. Did you watch much baseball yesterday? I followed. I did not watch. Um, it was a pretty good day of baseball. That Braves-Phillies game was interesting because the Phillies jumped on them, and then the Braves just kind of clawed back and clawed back, and Olsen hit that home run to make it 7-6, and Castellanos makes 8. It was really interesting because he makes a great play in right field, but if he misses that ball, that's a triple. Fundamentally, everything says keep it in front of you. And then the Houston-Seattle game, Seattle has this lead. But four in the eighth. They're a strike away in the ninth. First, you can't walk somebody there. You can't walk them. And then they they give up the two-strike, two-out single, and they go to Robbie Ray against Alvarez, Jordan Alvarez. Mm -hmm. And he hit a ball that had the ball, had they been playing outdoors, the thing goes into orbit crushing loss for seattle i don't i don't know how you overcome
2: no because it was right there. you had it
3: it was done it, yeah if you're atlanta you, you
2: get the first one you go hey guys free shot tomorrow and then we get to
3: go back to seattle 1-1 no matter what no matter what if, if you're atlanta it's much easier to come back from that
2: hey, like they gave it up early freed was yeah, not very good he was yeah. sick it just didn't yeah Fre- was,
3: freed was not sharp freed committed an error and and um philadelphia now there was Amazing a little bit people. of a fake
2: out because I wasn't watching to, I knew the Phillies had been up and I had kind of stopped and I was still sort of just saying there was a comeback, but I wasn't locked in on it. I wasn't watching it. And Twitter goes crazy on this Matt Olsen home run. And then I'm like, they're still behind in the night. Like, I understand it was a big moment, but it was kind of like, okay, but you're still two outs from losing here. It, it like, was I, It was I,
3: big. It was weird because when he hit the ball, I thought that's a sack fly. Mm-hmm. And then it just kept going. You saw the center fielder sort of start to sprint towards the wall, and you're like, oh, that thing's got a chance. Yeah. I, the Yankees played well. Garrett Cole was good last night. Uh, Anthony Rizzo hit the home run. Did he? Yeah. And then um, – The Dodgers won 5-3. Dodgers Padres, uh, I'm I'm watching that series closely because every time Trey Turner does something, I'm like, well, maybe I want Trey Turner. Maybe maybe it's, maybe it's I want Turner more than – I've talked myself into either Turner or Correa in the offseason. Either one. Whatever. It's fine. I mean, I think deep down I really want Carlos Correa to be a Cub, and I think that's the way I go. But Trey Turner sure looks the part.
2: Yeah, so everyone played yesterday. Philadelphia 7-6 over Atlanta. Houston 8-7 over the Mariners. Yankees 4-1 over Cleveland. And Dodgers 5, Padres 3. The two National League series continue today. Phillies Braves 335 Central on Fox. For that one, it's Zach Wheeler against Kyle Wright. And then your uh, 737 start tonight on the West Coast. Padres, Dodgers, it's you Darvish and Clayton Kershaw
3: Ooh. going in that one tonight. Sign so. me up. <laughs> Wheeler's yeah. really good. and He's been hot lately.
2: No, look, Phillies is. Well,
3: they're on fire right now. Yeah.
2: I mean, look, a kind of spot for Atlanta.
3: Duh spot, duh, duh statement coming here. I mean, this is. Great lead, this one. Get your, hot, get your yeah. pads ready, but this kind of feels important yeah. if you're Atlanta. Yeah.
2: And then tomorrow, NL teams are off. They start traveling. Mariners, Astros, 237, and Guardians, Yankees, 637 tomorrow. A TBS doubleheader tomorrow. So. Okay. Fox and FS1 today. Dodgers, Padres gets FS1 tonight. Yeah. What's on
3: Fox today? What's the sitcom? What's the, the Friday schedule? Because uh, the Friday afternoon, have a couple of beers, watch baseball outside could happen.
2: Friday, there are two games. There are National League games. Atlanta Phillies at 3.30. And <sighs> Dodgers
3: Padres at seven. Well, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> if you want to <laughs> know what I'm doing at 3.30. Game three, Phillies, Braves, 3.30. If you want to know what I'm doing at 3.30 on Friday now, you know. Yes. That's... Feels like a smoke some wings, have a couple of beers potentially either a 1-1 series or the Phillies trying to clinch. Shouldn't you take like a card table or something out to the square and just set up and start trying to sell some books? All those people there for Square Jam and stuff, what would happen if you just set up a card table? I mean, there are those public
2: areas for protest. I technically could use them for soliciting, right? You could
3: protest. What am I protesting? What could you protest? Let's think, middle of October. It could be anything. You could protest the unethical treatment of
2: pumpkins. And just happen to have some books on a paper. And you just happen to be selling books about a baseball team. Have a big sign that has a cash out thing on it
3: and go, hey. Yeah, I just wear a shirt that says be be better to pumpkins. What pumpkins don't deserve this. Your margins would be much better if you just sold the books yourself. They would. I I mean, I'm just thinking out loud. You could get ahead on the Thanksgiving thing. You could. No, because it save, fr- save the Turkeys? The town is already getting busier.
2: And it's Wednesday. <laughs> this thing is going to be a complete and utter crap show Thursday and Friday in town.
3: You could protest people not buying books. Not buying books. Yeah. Yes. Anti-bibliophile. Could, this is you're fighting illiteracy <laughs> by selling a book. I mean, everybody's for literacy.
1: <laughs>
3: That's true. I do need a permit. Avery's got a great idea. You could just protest the protesters. I'm protesting that people protest. I am. I'm tired of protesting. Yes. So I will protest you protesters. I think fighting illiteracy is the way to go. When the cops come to take you away, you go, I'm just fighting illiteracy. Don't you want your children you to hate be literate? Do you hate reading? I'll put you in a, put them in a bad spot at least.
2: Are you even gonna click Lafayette and Marshall tonight? No. You out?
3: I mean, yeah, I mean no. I mean I, I don't know. It's Who is Joan Edwards? So if you offer me if you offer me postseason baseball versus a Sunbelt Wednesday night game, I'm um, unless I know the coaches. Like yeah, sure. if, if we're a Kane or somebody I'd watch, yeah. but no. Marshall Stadium is Joan C. Edwards Stadium. Who is that? Uh, I'm gonna guess the wife of a big uh, donor, or she was a big donor, or maybe it was connected to the plane crash. Hmm. <laughs> you could be raising money for the Chase Parham School of kids that don't read too good. That's hard. says. that's good. Scotty <laughs> says yes. Amory Middle School. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: Uh, Joan and James Edwards have donated more than $65 million to Marshall University in there the 110 community. She was the largest single donor to Marshall University in the modern era. There you go. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> she died in 2006. She was a New Orleans jazz singer oh. and well-known West Virginia philanthropist.
3: How about that? Yes. Sounds like a fascinating person.
2: Born in uh, England. You, it Born more, in London. It gets more fascinating by the minute.
3: Yeah. She was, by age
2: 11, she was singing on WWL.
3: How about that? She ended up in Huntington. Did. Never know where it's going to While singing
2: at you. Pittsburgh's William Penn Hotel, she met James Edwards, owner and CEO of Natural Mattress Company, National Mattress Company, Namco, whom she married in 1937 and moved to Huntington, the native home of her husband. Oh. There you go. Here's what you learned today on the podcast. What a life. Yeah. All because I looked at a
3: schedule of events. It would have at least been interesting to sit down and have a cocktail with. Oh, a lot of stuff there. I mean, you could talk about a lot of different things. (laughs) Did you see this? Yeah, what do you got? Tyler sent me this last night. Things Tennessee fans have never done. Okay? Think of all the things that Tennessee fans have done. They've never sent an iMessage after beating Alabama. Oh, we're doing this? Never posted on Instagram after beating Alabama. Never gotten an Uber after beating Alabama. They've never streamed Netflix after beating Alabama. They did get to rent Nacho Libre from Blockbuster after beating Alabama. Blockbuster. <laughs> <laughs> been a minute. Oh, 06. A lot. Oh, 05. Oh, yeah, something like that. Which one was it? What was Saban's first year? Saban's first year was seven. So six. It was the year before. Yes, yeah, Shula never beat, never beat Auburn, and I'm not sure he ever beat Tennessee.
2: He beat Eddie O by three points and
3: three points, I think. Mm.
2: Jamie Christensen hit the kick in Oxford to win like thirteen ten in Shula's Cotton Bowl season. Barely got through Ole Miss. And then, uh, um, overtime over there, Ben Jarvis got stopped on like a fourth down. Oh, I remember. It was like twenty six twenty three or something like I that. I remember that. I, I was uh, at that game. Yeah. It was a sign that said more about Shula, I think, than than, than Ole Miss. The, yeah. They were competing with Alabama at that point. See, so what the Giants punter is still not back because of a passport issue. No. Yeah, Giants punter uh, Jamie Gillian did not travel back with a team from London, uh, remaining overseas as he deals with a passport issue. Giants defeated the Packers, blah, blah, blah. They were aware of the issue prior to the trip and expect him back this week before playing the Ravens on Sunday. New York did not work out any punters on Tuesday as a contingency. So
3: So he's just sitting over there having a pint, waiting for this to Well, he's
2: he's a native of Scotland. He came to the United States as a teenager. He did not play football until midway through his senior season of high school in Maryland. This is his fourth professional season. He's averaging 51 yards per punt. Um, the NFL Network reported that he came to the U.S. on a NATO visa with his with this with his father, and that they never changed to a work visa when he entered the NFL. So when he went over there, he did not have the right documentation to come back. Although clearly the Giants feel very confident about it because they didn't work out a punter before. So, so. we're worried about our eastern border.
3: <clears throat> is that how you were? We're breaking this now. We're, we're worried about one guy who we know who he is getting back in. He's the Giants punter. That's who he is. <laughs> that's where that's where the focus is. Yeah. He hadn't made it back yet. Kind of feels like we got our priorities a little out of whack. I'm just thinking out loud. <clears throat> is he the one bringing all the fentanyl across? Probably not. No, I think we're probably okay there.
2: Uh, let's see. Tom Brady's investing in a pickleball team today, so I'm glad he has nothing else going on. And that's what, what he's he's he is getting older. Brady and Clysters, Um yeah, him and Kleister's, uh investing in a pickleball team. So, the news and notes for today, if you will. Something like that. Oh, Lord. Uh, Let's see. Podcast brought to you in part by Northeast Spark. Best internet in Lafayette County. You can take advantage of that by going to northeast, nespark.com. Service people across rural communities, the Ignite, the 100 Mbps, or the Blaze, the One Gig, that Powers, the Clark Ford Studio, your hometown team bringing you world-class broadband. That's nespark.com. 662-238-3159. Phone service, parental controls, network security, and much more. So call the office for details. And, again, get the best net around. That's
3: 662-238-3159. We'll have picks up tomorrow. They're brought to you by Service Specialist Staffing and Recruiting Agency, connecting great job opportunities to candidates since 1967. If you're on the job hunt, whether you're seeking an entry-level position or you're a seasoned professional, they have opportunities across the board. Uh-huh. IT, engineering, dentistry, accounting, law, manufacturing, they've got it. Also, if your company is looking to hire quality, hard-to-find talent, Service specialists can help you as well. It's always free for the candidate. Uh, keep in mind that payment of service is solely contingent on if you decide to hire a candidate that they send. You've got nothing to lose, so give Will, Sydney, or Kelsey a call at 662-832-5138, or uh, check out their new and improved website, servicespecialistltd.com. Don't just accept what you see, but imagine something new. Step forward, chase after a better version of yourself. Every day, Corinth Dental is helping people reinvent themselves one smile at a time. Dr. Bubba McQueen, Dr. Jenny Beth Hendrick are devoted to restoring and enhancing the natural beauty of your smile using conservative state-of-the-art procedures, including Invisalign. These clear aligners are the virtually invisible way to improve your smile. So call Corinth Dental today. For a no-cost digital scan of your teeth, let them show you the way to a straighter, healthier smile. 12 months, no interest, no down payment financing available at CorinthDental.com. Pinpoint Commercial Real Estate is based out of Jackson, Mississippi. It services the entire state in all commercial asset classes such as industrial, retail, office, medical, and land. B.B. Mitchell with Pinpoint provides a plethora of commercial real estate services. His core focus is sourcing investment properties for his clients. B.B. advises clients looking to acquire high-income producing property with all risk tolerance levels ranging from vacant buildings to investment-grade stabilized assets. Pinpoint takes great pride in its attention to detail, professionalism, and hard work. For all your commercial real estate needs, call B.B. Mitchell at 601-934-5008. And we're brought to you by Southern Traditions Farm. It's a 68-acre, 32-stall, upscale equestrian training and boarding facility in Canton, Mississippi. Excuse me, two sand rings, a grass ring, miles of wooded trails. So much offered at Southern Traditions Horseback riding offerings from beginner lessons with trainer Susan Walt to buying your first horse and competing at nationally recognized competitions. To learn more, go to Facebook or Instagram and get in touch with them at Southern Traditions Farm.
2: It's reading here, um and it's not anything I mean again, it's only half a season and whatnot, so I mean it's not much to, to go on. But there's this question to Stuart Mandel in his mailbag this week. And it's talking about former Dabo assistants struggling, not just Venables, but multiple places. Tony Elliott's been kind of hit or miss at Virginia in year one. Yeah. And um, there's another one, too. And then that I'm I'm missing right now, I'm not putting anything on Chad Morris. It's been a while there, even though he's been a failure. Um, (laughs) Yeah, didn't go well (laughs) in Fayetteville.
3: Um, You should talk to people there about that.
2: Jeff Scott, the other one, he's only beaten one FBS school in three
3: seasons at South Florida. It's .33 a year. It is .33 a year. Better than nothing. It is. How many have you beaten? Zero.
2: Better than you. I'll take a third of his salary, (laughs) however. (laughs) So his point being that unlike... Mandel's got a good point here. He says unlike Sabin, where it's very process based, you take a certain system with you that mm-hmm. because so much of Clemson is personality based with Dabo and the yeah. way Dabo can run a program, not this rule book that you take with you to other places. Yeah. And it's it's more it's more art than it is science in a lot of ways, with what Dabo does at Clemson and the way he handles things. And that over time, Venables was with him for ten years, Elliot eleven and Scott for twelve that you can't implement the Dabo system, but you don't you're have a lot Dabo. else you're going. Yeah. You're wait, wait, I mean, Venables is the exact antithesis. I mean, you're talking about, because his other point here was, and again, Mandel's not going to criticize the Oklahoma head coach in, in perpetuity. However, he says that you're at a place that you had Lincoln Riley with the way he was running a system, and Venables is this old school, defensive first, Bill Snyder type guy. He worked for Bill for a long time. That kind of guy. And Oklahoma's roster is not set up for that. You can't Uh change the culture and go to the SEC with this, hey, we're suddenly going to become this line of scrimmage dominant program. And frankly, you probably don't have enough time to even get there if you wanted to.
3: Or get the talent. Are they going to give give you
2: four years to rebuild into this ground and pound? No. And two, how's that going to work? No. Because Georgia can barely do that, and they're the most talented team in the country. Yes. So how are you doing it?
3: You're not. Two things are hurting him. One, they suck. Two, USC's really good in year one. They are. They're good. I mean, Lincoln Riley, for all the criticism of Lincoln Riley, took their quarterback, got some other pieces together, and they're over there playing an entertaining style of football. I don't know if you've watched USC this year. They're very entertaining. Like, they're fun. It's, it's not a slog. Oklahoma, have you watched them? Even when they play okay, they're sluggish. They're not fun. In That's what capa- I'm saying. Yeah, US, USC fun. Sure. Clemson, make fun of Dabo all we want. But I know somebody who was in a job interview process that involved Dabo. And Dabo went above and beyond what he had to do. Mm-hmm. And this person walked away going, I always had my doubts. No more. I actually think he's pretty genuine. A little hokey, but genuine. You can't... What Saban does, though, and you see this all over the country, you see it here at Ole Miss, is he gives these guys essentially a playbook, a, a, a code, and then if the smart ones take their own personality and put it to it the way Kippen sure. has done, the way Kirby has done. um. The way Sarkeesian is starting to do it at Texas, and he is starting to do it at Texas. It's, it's taking a minute, but it's happening. Slowly. Um, and it works. I, the thing at Oklahoma, listen, I'm not trying to go hot take at all, but in today's college football, with all of the money on the, on the table, how long do you give him before you go, wait, 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 we really made a mistake?
2: But the problem is every minute he's there, he's transfer he's transforming the roster into a style that point. you probably don't want
3: next. That's my point. So that's exactly my point. So how I do mean you a lot know? of ways
2: you have to almost pick a style as a program and go, I'm hiring a coach to fit what is here.
3: So if you're Oklahoma and this thing falls all the way apart, do you think about it? Not in your one. I do. But I
2: understand what you're saying. I do. Yeah, look, there's never again going to be a Frank Beamer deal where you go seven Mm -hmm. seasons and Mm -hmm. get your system. Yeah, but that
3: was, even that though, was Virginia Tech. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, what the hell else are we going to do? Right? You're Oklahoma. You're Oklahoma. Yeah. You are a top 10 job. If I'm hand raised guy in Norman today, sitting in the room, and we're just hanging out on Friday afternoon, maybe we've cracked open the cold one. And somebody goes, all right, nothing that we say in this room leaves this room. What's on your mind? Let's, let's Which is something I would do if I were ever running. Like a, yeah, sure. I'd have my inner circle and we'd have like a
2: pop open yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: a bottle of something and be like, okay, hey, this is laid back. No one, n- nothing. All good. All good. But I, I want to know what you really think. If you tell me on Tuesday at 9, I might get pissed off. But right now, I'm not. I would be the guy that goes, this isn't working. It's not going to work next year. Why are we just digging a bigger hole? Shouldn't we just say, hey, this isn't working. Our mistake. Oops. Here's your money. Let's fix this. Shouldn't we do it now rather than waiting another year when the hole's deeper and it's going to take longer to get out of it? We're about to join the SEC? Look at what's going on over there. We're not competing in the Big 12. Not only are we not competing, we're getting mauled. What are we doing? That's what I would say. I would say no offense. I mean, people make mistakes all the time. This is the equivalent, really, it is. It's the equivalent of you get married too fast. Mm-hmm. You were young, you were stupid. She had a hot body, and so you're like, that's all that I want. And about four months in, you, the two of you can't stop fighting. Her parents hate you, your parents hate her. It just doesn't work. The answer to that is, well, hey, let's get pregnant and have a baby. No, the answer is, this didn't work. We're not far into this. You take your stuff. I take my stuff. And let's just agree to move on. Perkins Stiglione, did you hire Matt Rule?
2: Yes. Absolutely. Would he take it? Yes. If he takes it, yes, absolutely. I think he's a college coach next year, so why not make him your
3: coach? Yeah, I, I mean, there's a list of people. Yeah, sure. The guy at Kansas. I'm just watching him going. Well, God, we're, we're I gonna come. see him up close and personal in a
2: couple of days. Now their quarterback's out for the season. That changes, but still, I know it? what he. I know what he can do. Yeah, sure. Um,
3: but if I'm gonna do the defense thing, I'm gonna go hire Dave Aranda. Yeah, yeah, sure. If I'm gonna hire defense, who does
2: have a culture in the way he? Yeah, runs if I'm gonna around. hire
3: defense and very little personality, I'm gonna go get him. Yeah, this doesn't work. Well, Venables is like the dime store version of Aranda. You're fighting every night. Yeah. She has a hot body, but you don't see it because all y'all do is fight. Why are you staying together? For the stubborn thing of, well, some of our friends bought us a play setting.
0: Mm -hmm.
3: Well, let's send it back. Just admit it was a mistake. Move on. She's she's gonna be happier with someone else. You're gonna be happier with someone else. You didn't have kids, you didn't do anything. Just it didn't work. It happens. Why double down until you get to a point where the cops are having to come out there every two weeks? It, I would be the guy in the room that goes, this isn't working and we all know it. When was the last time somebody looked like this here? Yeah, sure. We're Oklahoma. The 90s. It's been, And we're about to move into a big boy league, y'all. Yeah. Y'all paying attention to what's going on over there?
2: Yeah. Get, get, the right, get the right general when we head over there in a couple of years.
3: I mean, right now, you look over there. Tennessee's doing what they're doing. Ole Miss is doing what it's doing. Mississippi State would kick our ass. Texas is coming with us, and they just beat us by seven touchdowns. And they're getting wrecked over there when they play those people. Yeah, and they're not winning this league either. Yeah. LSU's got Brian Kelly. Billy Napier's at, at uh Florida. The league doesn't always suck. The league's just good. Yeah. We're about to go into a league that's got a different culture than this one and we're not ready for it and this doesn't work. Why are we digging a deeper hole? So this is more just
2: the age thing. I did not realize this as much as the question. I'm reading through his mailbag and I don't I don't agree with the premise of the question. That's not the point. But he says not only is Tennessee's Hendon Hooker older than Alabama's Bryce Young, he's also older than Mac Jones, Tua Tagovailoa, Aalen J- Hurts, Justin Herbert, and Trevor Lawrence. And he says, shouldn't that matter to Heisman voters? If Tennessee beats Alabama, wouldn't Hooker start to get Chris Winkie type blowback? Now Winky was twenty eight. That's a completely different thing than twenty four or whatever, or twenty three or no, whatever. I'm not thinking he is. about his age. But point being, I had no idea he was older than all those other guys. I guess it makes sense when you run through your it's head. Stetson and but Bennett's I did not. older than he is.
3: Yeah, but I had not thought about that. But no, I don't think about his age. And if he puts up four hundred and seventy yards passing on Saturday and they beat Alabama, he's going to vault to the top of the Heisman conversation, as he should. I don't even who's in the Heisman conversation right now. Caleb Williams, Stroud, Stroud. I mean it should be Will Anderson but it's not. No. No, he could change that this weekend. He could sure. start. I mean, he needs one of these like four sack yeah, games wrecking ball where kind of you game. just dominate the game.
2: There's a question in his mailbag, too. I'm not really trying to pop up Mandel today, but the questions are really good. The question, which is dear to my heart, why does Texas A&M get so much preseason hype every year when the Aggies have not won a national title since 1939 and have only had one season in the last 23 with a double-digit win total? That's fair. Last
3: 23. What's his answer?
2: Uh, he thinks that Manziel started a hype machine that media bought into and did not stop at any point since then. Mm. He said that. Um, it's interesting. Said the buzz carried over for several years, even after he left. He said it's crazy to look back now, but A and M started or reached the AP top ten in six consecutive seasons from eleven to sixteen, and only twice out of the six finished ranked
3: at all at the end of the year. Okay, that's I, I can't argue with that answer. That's yeah, fair.
2: In t- 2021, preseason number six, unranked. 2022,
3: preseason number six, probably going to be unranked. And then they had the really good – hey, YouTube, I'm using this in an uh, adjective form, so, so calm down. They had the really good COVID year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That I think we all, looking back now, will admit that we put too much weight one way or the other on We put COVID it too
2: much year. for them that way, and then we gave – well, like, like too much crap, or
3: Indiana. Indiana. Yeah, 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 yeah. Indiana was a disa- was great in the COVID year. Penn State was a disaster in the COVID year. What yeah. what was the reality? Yeah, Minnesota sucked in the COVID year. Yeah, and it turns out they're still pretty good program. Yeah, just that was a weird deal. Toss it out. Um, it's one of the reasons when people go, why do you keep going? Why don't you go back further into twenty twenty? Gets, because not it it's not screwy. It's not just Ole Miss, but it's other teams yeah. too. Then you got to go. Okay, well they this team lost two games in a row at the end of twenty twenty, but yeah. was it because thirty guys on their roster were out? Yeah.
2: Last thing, just some news here. Something that Neil and I have both kind of listened to separately a lot, but we have not talked about a lot on tone on the show. Um, Eric K, the former Angels public relations director, gets a twenty two year prison sentence. Stemming from his role in the death of Tyler Skaggs in twenty nineteen, K supplied drugs, to Skaggs and other Angels players, and even gave Skaggs pills laced with fentanyl on the night of his death.
3: So they made his there, so sentence okay. longer because of a recording of a conversation that he had from prison. Yeah. Where he said that he was a piece of what and that he was F M he's dead. Which so, doesn't exactly feel like um contrition no so
2: 22 uh 22 years there for eric K. so all right uh stuff at com. lane has his uh teleconference at noon if anything comes out of that it'll obviously be all over the internet if he does say something profound which i don't think you he will he not and we will be back in the morning <laughs> with another edition of the show so take care have a good day talk to you then
1: whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash wire to learn more and find a center near you.